So I am definitely not Pastor Steve, but for those that don't know me, my name is Lisa. I'm one of the elders, and um, we have the great opportunity um, about once a year, because there's six of us, um, to give Pastor Steve a break um, for the week, because it's not just Sunday that he does a sermon. It's probably all week long, every day. So the funny thing is, I was going to try to bring in a donkey, Um, but unfortunately the donkey was about an hour away, and for it to come in here for five or ten minutes, it really wasn't worth the trip. So Pastor Steve said, um, well, I won't mention the dumb butt that will be up on the stage. And I read the email, and I'm like, did he just call me a jackpot? <laughs> and, and so then last night, I'm writing to him, and I just thought, oh, he's Pastor Steve, you know. So I didn't really think anything of it. And then last night, I wrote to him, and I said something about, um, do you mind if you play a song at the end so we can do communion at the end? And he's like, sure. And I said, um, I don't know how it came about, but... Um, he, he said, you know what, I forgot all about you doing it tomorrow, and I'm so sorry, I met me being a jackbutt <laughs> on the stage, not you. <laughs> so, um, I'll be the jackbutt today. <laughs> so, we're here for Palm Sunday. Um, I, we typically do communion first, but I really felt God really wants to take this time um, through the next 15, 20 minutes to communion is all about um, confessing our sins and repenting and um, anyone here that has um, confessed that that Jesus is their Lord is welcome to take communion. You don't have to be a member of our church. You don't have to be part of Assembly of God, just so that you have accepted Jesus. And if you have not accepted Jesus, use the next 15, 20 minutes to do that. You know, you don't have to, um, you know, we don't have to close our eyes and raise our hands and do all that stuff. It's about a relationship. It is not a religion. Um, The relationship is between you and Jesus. That's it. Like, so take these next few minutes to, before we do communion, to really um, think about, you know, what it means to you to have a relationship with Jesus. And, um, you know, because I didn't give Pastor Steve a break, (laughs) sorry, um, because he had a sermon already for today, um, you're stuck with mine. So... (laughs) um, so I think, um, oh, we can't see it back there, huh? Oh, okay. So Palm Sunday is devoted to Christians, um, or by Christians, really for the um, last week of Jesus' life. Um, he did a triumphal um, march on the donkey. That's why I wanted to bring a donkey in because I thought it would be a cool prop, but, um, so, you know, he rode the donkey on, 
and everyone had their palm leaves, um, and then a lot of people put their coats down and their clothes just so he could, you know, um, you know, have a triumphal um, entry into Jerusalem. Some people refer it to um, Passion Sunday. Um, it is exactly one week. Um, you know, next Sunday is the day that he resurrected from the grave, so it's exactly one week. Um, so Matthew, I'm doing it wrong. Matthew 21, 1 through 3 says the Lord needs them. So when they were coming towards Jerusalem, he said to two of his disciples, um, go into the village that's ahead of us, and immediately you will find a donkey tied and a colt. So there was a donkey and a colt, uh, her baby, and he said, untie them and bring them to me. So a lot of people are like, wow, Jesus was going to tell them to steal a donkey? Um, but he said, if anyone says anything to you about it, tell them the Lord needs them. And immediately those, the owners will know. Um, now, a lot of people are thinking, did Jesus go ahead of them and reserve this donkey and colt? Or did they just know? Well, Jesus is Lord, so he did not go ahead and reserve this donkey and colt. He, um, you know, they just knew the Lord needs them. So. so the disciples went and did just as Jesus commanded them and brought the donkey and colt. They laid their clothes upon him. Now, the reason why he rode in on the colt is because it's pure. No one has ever rode the colt. And... Um, they still put their cloaks over it, so Jesus, you know, donkeys, their favorite pastime is rolling in the mud um, and dirt, so they wanted to make sure that Jesus had a clean place to sit. Um, others cut branches from trees and spread them on the road. Others laid their coats down. Um, the multitudes who went before him and followed him kept shouting, Hosanna, to the son of David, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And this might be um, seem like a very simple and mundane thing, but it wasn't for the donkey and the disciples because they were actually being obedient to God. Um, so even though we are like, you know, until I really studied this this week, I didn't really think that it was a huge deal. But if the disciples didn't listen to Jesus, there wouldn't have been a triumphant entry into Jerusalem. Um, the word Hosanna means save us. So, and honestly, I always thought it was Hosanna, like praise you, praise you. Um, and until I did this study again, um, it actually means save us. So they were crying out to Jesus to save them. So um, a lot of people assume Hosanna means praise, but it means save now. Um, and I believe God wants to share a couple different things today. Um, 
let me go back. Okay. So Jesus came to redeem mankind, but I also believe he came to give us a better life. So not only did Jesus come and save us from our sins, but he really wanted us to have abundant life. In John 10.10, it says, I have come so they, they may have life and they may have it more abundantly. So Jesus doesn't really care about the material things in our life. He doesn't really care about the pleasure. Um, the world thinks about material things, thinks about what's fun to do. Jesus really came so we can have abundant life, which means um, that the foolish and all the things do not give you bun- abundant life. The abundant life is Jesus and you. So some of us here today, most of us probably have not had that abundant life um, because we're not talking about material things and how rich we are, how much money we have. It's really about um, the experience between you and Jesus. And I really, studying this this week, really um, convicted me that you know, I don't have that abundant life that God really wants us to have. Um, we, you are not saved, but you, wait, you may be, you may have allowed discouragement to overshadow what's important to you, or you aren't following Jesus yet. So some of us may feel that our past hinders us, um, or something that we've done You know, Jesus came to forgive all of that. He doesn't remember what we've done, so take this time to repent. If he can forget about it, as far as the east is from the west, then we should be able to forgive ourselves. Um, The following represents this. This is a... um, Circus Parade from, I think, 1900s. Um, So a boy lived far out in the country. He was 12 years old. He hadn't experienced um, ever seeing a circus parade come to town. Well, he was at school one day, and he saw posters hung up and stuff, and it said, the circus is coming to town, the circus is coming to town. So he ran home that day, and he said, Dad, you know, I've never seen the circus, you know, I want to see the circus come to town. Um, So his dad said, well, you know, it's Saturday tomorrow, you still have chores to do. If you get up and do your chores, I'll make sure that you have the money so you can go. So, of course, Saturday came, and he did his chores. He um, got on his best clothes to go see the circus parade come into town. And he was at the breakfast table. His dad took out, um, reached his hand in his pocket, reached, got him a dollar bill. That's the most this kid has ever had all at one time. And um, he ran to town. He ran to town. His feet didn't even hit the ground. He just ran to town. And he was so excited. He saw the people gathering 
um, as you can see, they just gathered around watching these, this circus parade come to town. You know, the animals were um, snarling when they went by, the band was drumming, and the, sh he saw shining, horn shining horns. Um, midgets were performing acrobats with flags and ribbons swirling overhead. And he, he just was amazed at how great this circus parade was. And finally, after everything had passed, there was a circus clown with the floppy shoes, the baggy pants, brightly painted face. And as the clown passed the little boy, the little boy was so happy that he had seen this circus parade come to town that he gave his dollar to this clown and he ran home. And he was so happy that he had been able to see the circus parade come to town. So all of us here, we might be just watching the circus parade, you know, and just having that glimpse of what Jesus has for us, but he wants us to be there for the circus. He wants, that little boy missed the, they, he just saw the circus parade coming to town. That's what he thought he was going to see, um, you know, because they said the circus parade is coming to town. So he missed the whole circus. So the reason why, I use this analogy from someone was because I really think that life is seeing, life abundantly is seeing the circus, not just watching the parade. Um, if you need to make some adjustments in your life, why not do it today? Um, begin to experience the abundant life. Are you living the abundant life or are you living a life of defeat? Um, because we can be so caught up in complaining and, you know, this happened to me as a kid or this happened to me as an adult or, you know, I'm, I don't have the money to do this or whatever, but it's not about that. It is about your relationship with Jesus. Um, and let me see. I'm sorry. So why did Jesus use a donkey to ride in on? Back in Zechariah 9.9, I'm sorry, I keep turning around, but, okay. So there, uh, a, he did, he rode the donkey um, because it was, a, it was prophesied back in Zechariah 9.9. It said, Rejoice, great daughter of Zion. Shout, daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, your king comes to you. He is righteous and having salvation, lowly and riding on a donkey, even on a colt, the foal of a donkey. So all that was done that it might be fulfilled um, from that prophet. Jesus walked everywhere that he went. Um, this is the only time recorded of him riding on an animal. And doing so is a deliberate act, so it is obvious that Jesus did it 
you know, to fill, fulfill that prophecy. Um, Jesus entered on a donkey, which is a humble animal, instead of a horse. When kings were going into battle, they would ride a horse. Um, faster, more suitable for a soldier going into war. Humble, which was donkey, meaning meek, considerate, poor, afflicted. So Jesus was born in a stable rather than a palace, and he had nowhere to lay his head. He came not to be served, but to serve and give his life for ransom for so many people. And his appearance on a donkey proclaims his servant ministry rather than a triumphal entry. So the Jews, when he went into Jerusalem, all those people thought that he was coming to be a conquering king and that he would push against the enemies of Rome and let Israel live independently. Jesus had other plans. He did not come to do that. He selected a donkey which communicated the exact opposite. He didn't come riding in on a horse. He came on a donkey. And he did not come to wage war, against, war, wage war against Rome as the people had hoped that he was. He came to bring peace instead. And the peace was not between the nations. It was peace between the sinful people, us, and God. Jesus was not the king that the people wanted. And peer pressure can be one of the hardest forces to oppose. It's not hard to do what the majority is doing, is it? It's kind of easy to just go with the flow of everything. Um, God makes it very clear the majority rule doesn't determine what is right or wrong. The exceptions of the people do not sway Jesus. He did not adjust himself to fit the pressing desires of the people. So again, um, sometimes churches want to be people pleasers instead of following what it, God is leading them to. And I love that about our church because if Pastor Steve feels that God is calling him to do something different. Like, I've been at churches before where they do hymns, they do this, they do this. Like, it's, it's more religious than a relationship. Pastor Steve hears from God. We all hear from God. If you hear from God, you're welcomed and encouraged to come up front and share it with us. We are not a church that we only have to listen to Pastor Steve. You know, there are elders, there are people here that we ask for your, um, it's not called votes, it's like affirmations, thank you. Um, so it isn't about Pastor Steve. It isn't about the Assembly of God. It is about what God is trying to share to his people 
because, um, and that's what I love, that Jesus did not adjust himself to fit the pressing desires of the people who really had hoped that he had come to conquer the Romans. It's very interesting that throughout Jesus' earthly ministry, he was presented with multitude of opportunities to take shortcuts to his throne, all at the expense of his father, all at the expense of obedience to his father. Satan offered him, you know, the whole world, all the kingdoms of the world in exchange for his worship, which that's kind of weird to me because Jesus already owned the whole world, but I guess I didn't understand that part. Uh, That was in Matthew 4, 8 through 9. In John's gospel, we learn that 5,000 whom Jesus fed wanted to make him king because of what they thought they could gain from him. Pilate offered Jesus an ultimatum to avoid the crucifixion, and once he was on the cross, Remember how the others had said, if you're the real Jesus, prove yourself, prove yourself, get yourself down, you know, save yourself. Um, Jesus passed all of these trials in perfect obedience to the Father, faithfully subjecting himself to the Father's will. So Jesus riding in on a donkey fits this as well. The crowd rejoiced because the they acknowledged Jesus as their king. However, they had a different understanding. So they were um, saying, save us, save us, save us. And they had a different meaning. And I'm ashamed to say I didn't know that until this week. Um, so I, this is a great opportunity for me. Um, so I don't know if everyone else knew that, but I did not know that that is what they were thinking. Um, And then when they cried, Hosanna, meaning save us, they were seeking earthly salvation from their enemies. Jesus rode in on a donkey in part to protest against the Jews, telling them he would not be the military king that they so desired. Now Jesus, if you look at these, and I'm not as good as Pastor Steve doing list, but um, Jesus looks inwardly. He looks at our heart. Religion looks outwardly. Jesus, what can you do? Like, what can we do? He wants us to do something for him or to spread the word. Religion is what can't you do? I don't smoke, I don't drink. Nothing that shows on the outwardly side, anyway. Jesus says, come as you are and watch what I can do with your life. So that is the difference. Jesus uses lowly, he used a donkey, he uses lowly people like us, and he changes us. We come as we are. We don't, in a lot of churches, not a lot of churches, a lot of people have said, and I have heard them say, you know, oh my gosh, he's out drinking, or he's smoking, or he's doing this or that, and they go to church, they're hypocrites. Well, I will tell you that (laughs) it 
as long as it doesn't take over your life, a sin is something that takes over your life and pulls you away from Jesus. I don't know what your heart is with Jesus. If I see you out drinking or smoking or something, I know not to call you a hypocrite because I, and I am judgmental, honestly, and I shouldn't be, but um, I try not to be, but I don't know your heart, um, but Jesus is the only one that knows your heart. So it's not about the outwardly, Jesus looks at your heart. Um, Jesus pulls down barriers and religion puts them up. Religion is good at keeping people out. And Jesus says, come on to me, I will give you rest. I am the way. Religion says, work your way. Jesus says, I have done for you, receive this free gift the free gift, Jesus on the cross. And religion says you must do. You must do this, you must do that. Jesus says, come as you are, I will clean you up. You know, because the more we get closer to God, the more we want to be like him. Um, So aren't we a lot like the donkey? We're supposed to be the hands, the feet, and the mouthpiece of Jesus. But do we think that we're too ordinary for him, for him to work through us? God chose uneducated, unpolished fishermen for his disciples. And God chooses imperfect people. So he chooses us. If he didn't use imperfect people, he probably wouldn't have anyone, right? Because aren't we all imperfect? Um, So, but we don't have to stay imperfect. Our love for God and Jesus and our hatred of sin should lead us to want to live a better life. A person who doesn't aim for perfection, who settles in their own sin, who wallows in it without feeling godly sorrow or repentance, actually may forfeit their right to be used by God. So if we're not growing, if we are just here on Sundays, my mom and I talked about this the other day. Um, I used to, years and years ago, um, when Amber was a baby, I taught Sunday school. Yes, I had asked Jesus in my heart at a um, uh, hell's fire, hell's flame, I don't know. It was some production, and I had gone up front. I asked Jesus in my heart, and that was it. Taught Sunday school and um, put my Bible on the counter when I would come home. My kids never saw me reading my Bible. My kids never saw me praying. Um, They never saw me worshiping because I didn't do it. I went to my counter the next Sunday, dusted off my Bible, and went to church and taught Sunday school. So you can definitely 
live that way. <laughs> but God wants us to have the circus. He wants us to have abundant life. He wants us to have a relationship with him, not just on Sunday. And it was so important to me to do this. Like when Pastor Steve, when I knew that he had done it, I said, do you feel led that you want to share something? Because I am prepared. And because I really, it helped me, you know. I am not just going to open my Bible on Sundays. I am not just going to, well, that's the only music I listen to. That is one thing I do. I don't know any other music except Caleb. But, um, you know, you know, I don't pray enough. You know, I don't read my Bible enough. And I think that this was for me, and I'm hoping that it's for others too. Um, or maybe you guys are much better. <laughs> um, so he does use imperfect people. And the reason is because we have to depend on him then, you know, and he gets the glory. So it's not us that are saying, you know, I did this, I did this, you know, God had me do this today, honestly, because I needed it. I needed this. So are Christians supposed to be Christ followers? Seems like some Christians know a lot and can quote a lot of verses, but are they actually following him? So back in the day when Amber was a baby, yeah, looked on the outside like I was doing everything right. I'd come, teach Bible school, you know. But was I? I was not, you know. I wasn't really doing anything wrong. You know, I was being a mom, a wife, whatever, but I was not, I did not have a relationship with Jesus. I was not worshiping. I was not praying. I was not reading my Bible. So outwardly, yes, I might have not been doing anything wrong. My life was good. Um, but inwardly, I didn't have that circus with him. Um, how does what we say we believe relate to how we are living for Jesus? We Christians do a whole lot of talking, but we don't always walk the talk well. Some of us do some things, and some of us do nothing. Sadly, some of us are known for gossiping and being argumentative and ignorant. Real freedom and security comes from God's word, not by others' opinions, and not by man's word. Scripture is much more reliable than, God, than man's opinion. We don't really need more education to fill our minds. We need resurrection for our disobedient hearts. I may just be talking to me today, but I know God wanted me to share this for all of us in our community. Being a disciple of Christ is to learn from Jesus and how to live out our daily lives and to be more Christ-like. It is to become the kind of person who naturally wants what Jesus wants. So we no longer love the very things that God hates and that we hate the very things that God loves. The Holy Spirit transforms our desires to godly desires from the inside out. So reading the Bible every day, that is God's word. So if people say, I don't hear from God, I don't hear from God, well, you don't know God's word. So in order to hear from God, you have to know his word. So that's how you're going to learn to hear from God more 
is reading your Bible and learning God's word. A transformed life is an attractive life. It isn't an easy life. It is a life of sacrifice. Giving of ourselves and continuing to die to ourselves so that our heart and mind transformed holy living. We can't have the preaching of forgiveness without repentance. So the reason why we do communion, um, and you can do it at home. Like, it doesn't have to be once a month here at church. You can do it at home. It's repenting, asking God to forgive you of your sins, taking um, his, the bread, his body, and drinking the blood, you know, drinking the juice, his blood. Um, we can't have baptism without church discipline and we can't, or discipleship. We can't have communion without confession. God can use each and every one of us. That is why he died for us, so we can live for him. God chooses the foolish things. God chooses the foolish things of the world and through him makes them strong. He uses things and people that are despised and rejected in order to give him all the glory. So I remember a couple years, well, years back, we um, had pieces of cardboard, and I think we should maybe do that someday, is have pieces of cardboard with markers. And um, I don't know if you were here, Kat, when we did that, but we wrote down, like I used to smoke, so I wrote smoker. And then on the back, I wrote, you know, God gave me a bad taste. Like, I used to smoke, and I prayed, I smashed my cigarettes one day, and everyone prayed for me, and I just prayed that God would give me a bad taste in my mouth, and I haven't smoked in 20 years, so. Um, so, and that's what I told you. I'm like, yes, we're going to pray. Um, so God, so we should be praying, God, let me be that donkey. Let me carry you. Let me serve you. Most of us are called to do some simple, mundane tasks for Jesus. Maybe praying for someone, maybe visiting people in their homes or the hospitals that are sick, maybe making meals, making the sure the church is kept clean or mowed. We are not all called to be pastors like Pastor Steve, as evidence today, but um, we are called to do something. And praying for people, going to see someone, um, making sure the church is clean, volunteering at the church, helping with the sound, like that is all for Jesus. We are God's workmanship. Imagine if you were, imagine if you were to invent a cake mixer. You would want the cake mixer to be, what, like a deep bowl, big, have a mixture on top. Um, so God created you guys and me for a perfect plan. He knows exactly what we're supposed to do. It's up to us to do it. Imagine if the cake mixer was crying, saying, I wish I could make a milkshake. I can't chop carrots. It's, it's okay. God, 
the inventor, I didn't make the cake mixer to chop carrots or make a milkshake. I made it to mix a cake. So imagine God up there thinking, gosh, I created Lisa to do this, but she's wanting to do this. You know, I wish she would just do this. That's what I created her to do. Um, so we should not complain about the gifts and talents God has given us, but instead to be happy and use what he has given us for his glory. We are called to carry Jesus into our families, into our workplaces, our neighborhoods, and just like that donkey, we may be the only person to reach a certain place or reach a certain person. What if we are called... So what if Jesus wants to heal someone and we feel, oh, I don't know how to pray for people. I really can't do that. What if we are the only ones that Jesus has for us to pray for that person? You know, I mean, I know Jesus is Lord and he can do whatever he wants, but what if we are assigned to that and we just think, I can't do that, I can't reach be bold. Just do it, you know, because I remember years ago, you know, I didn't want to pray for anyone out loud. You know, I remember we were here before the church was built. We were having Hope Fest here. You know, we went around to the different places here in town, and I was with Pastor Kurt, like they had us line up. The people that were comfortable praying for people stand here. The people that weren't comfortable stand here. Well, I was over here because I didn't feel comfortable. So I ended up being with Hannah, Pastor Kurt, and his son. And we went around praying at these houses. And, you know, Hannah was a child, and she just prayed, you know, we need to be more like children. And then it was my turn, and I'm like, oh. So I did. But on the way home, I felt God telling me, we went by the, I went by this house, I was by myself, went by this house, and I felt like God saying, you need to stop and pray for them. Well, I'm like, I don't have Hannah with me. I don't have Pastor Kurt with me. I don't have my posse with me. I can't pray for anyone. <laughs> And I drove by, and then I felt so convicted. And I'm like, what if he passes me up? He's telling me to do something little, which at the time I thought was huge. But it's something little. And if, he, if we ignore and don't do the little things, he's never going to give us big things. So I turned around. I had a Hope Fest thing in my, um, oh, we were praying for the property and praying for Hope Fest, is that, in, inviting people. So I had a flyer still, and I thought, well, I can use this as a in. So I got out of the car, and this lady was in her rock bed, and I remember going over to her, and I'm like, hi, I said, I'm Lisa from New Hope. I said, I was just wondering, I wanted to invite you to Hope Fest. And she's like, oh, I go to whatever church. And I said, oh, we're not trying to take people from churches. Come after your church. Like, we just want to 
we're going to be building. We just want to welcome the community. And she's like, okay, okay. And she took it. And I said, you're going to think this is really strange. I said, but God really wanted me to stop and pray for you. Do you need prayer for anything? And in that split second when she said no, I thought, Phew. But she said, no, but he does. And she pointed up to her husband that was up on the porch. And she's like, come down, come down. And I thought, oh, gosh. And I was so nervous. And here he had um, fluid around his heart. And so anyway, I prayed whatever I prayed for him. And I laughed. And I cried on the way home, and I thought, God, I'm never going to know until I get to heaven if that worked. You know, like, I want to obey you, but I want to know that it worked. <laughs> so I thought, well, and, and I was like, like, wow, I can't believe I did that by myself. But really, Jesus gave me the words. And this was, we've been here 17 years, so it would have been 18, 19 years ago or whatever. And I will tell you, I was working at the hospital. Um, I had a patient with the guy's last name. I said to him, do you happen to know so-and-so? And he's like, he's my brother, why? And I'm like, and it was like two months after, you know. And I said, I was just kind of wondering how he's feeling. And he's like, oh, good. He had something, carditis or whatever. And he's like, but he's doing really good now. And I'm like, oh. And I went out to the desk and called Pastor Kurt. And I'm like, Pastor Kurt, it works. It really works. <laughs> so I just was like, just, just do it. If you're scared, God doesn't care if you say this elaborate prayer, because I certainly don't pray like Tammy prays. Like, I just say whatever, like I'm talking to a friend. You know, God does not care what your prayers sound like. It's not about this fancy religious thing. It's about a relationship with Jesus. Um, and we, there is something unique and special about each of us that will help spread the word of Jesus and bring others into relationship with him. We are to be preparers of the way. So let us prepare the way for the Lord. Oh, okay. So God, I'm almost done. So God doesn't need us any more than he needed that donkey. He owns everything anyway. So he could have rode in on a white horse. Well, one day he will. He could have rode in on the wind. He chose the donkey and that, I believe was a symbol that he wants to use us. We don't have to be a Pastor Steve. We don't have to be, you know, somebody like Tammy that can pray this elaborate, beautiful prayer. You know, um, he wants us to be in a relationship with him and just talk to him like he's our friend. And he wants to give us rest. He wants to make a triumphal em entry into our community, into our homes, into our churches. 
He wants our lives and into our lives and into our hearts and minds. He wants to untie us. So we are our own ropes. What is holding us back today? What has you tied up? Can you loosen that right now? There is something unique about each and every one of us that God wants to use for his glory. Do you remember like as a parent, you're so happy and excited when your kids take their first step or say their first words or make the ball in the basket or graduate high school? We are so excited when that happens. Can you imagine how excited our Father in Heaven gets when you share your faith with a friend? Or when you volunteer at church? Or when you gave somebody your last $5? That shows him that you value him and helping others more than yourself. I don't know, but my guess is God gets a huge kick out of watching his children depend on him to do what he's called them to do. You may not feel qualified, but God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called. So he does it all. We just have to take that step. We don't have to, you know, get there by jumping. We have to take that first step. And then listen, because he may just hear you cheering or we may just hear him jeering. 